Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We would love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit our website at www.lifechurchofrichmond.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Does it, am I the only one that needs God to show up? I know that He will. His Word is true. And He's going to do great things. Come let us worship our King. attention. Glory to God. 
that spirit. I welcome you to the announcements. to get more involved at Life Church. Step one of our growth track is September 1st at 10 a.m. August 30th, Ignite is having a movie night at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Sign up for Fall Life Groups today following service in the lobby or online. Pick the one that suits you best. There are tons of choices. September 6th at 7 p.m. is First Friday Prayer, and we all know how important the power of prayer can be, so be there. September 7th, the Men of Life Church are having breakfast right here at LC at 8.30 a.m. You'll be hearing a special message from Pastor Thompson, so mark it on your calendars. September 15th is Back to Church Sunday. This special service is specifically designed to invite people back to church. So start inviting your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, even your family to join us now. The theme of Back to Church Sunday is Together. We are all searching for connectedness, to be part of something bigger. Many live their lives extremely isolated, feeling alone, but God intends for us to experience life together. Think about your friends and your family. Maybe they've been to church, but they haven't been back for a while. Maybe you know someone in need of a relationship with Jesus. Reconnect and encourage them to join you by coming to Back to Church Sunday for a life-changing experience. For more information about this special Sunday, check out the Life Church Facebook page. To sign up or to get more information about any of these events, stop by the Welcome Center in the lobby. Thanks so much for listening and have a fabulous Sunday. Thank you, Emily. Out of transition, I will uh, sing a solo for. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I will. <laughs> And you can make faces at me. I wouldn't be able to tell uh, wearing uh, my reading glasses. Um, well, before we start this morning, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. God, what a privilege and honor it is to be in your house with your people and to look into your word and to feel your spirit moving in our lives and you challenging us, God. And God, we just worship you and exalt your holy name. We thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, and this has nothing to do with what I'm about to preach, but I did notice yesterday I've heard about it. Maybe you're aware of it. Maybe you're not. You know, there's a lot going on over in Hong Kong. And, you know, they were autonomous for so long under British rule up until 1997. Now the Chinese have uh, their sights on cracking it down and making free people, more like communist people, I won't go into all that, but I found it amazing that not only are the people that are protesting to hold on to their freedom uh, doing this under the American flag and singing the national anthem, but they're singing as their main theme as sing hallelujah to the Lord. And uh, I think, uh, well, why, why can't we just pray for them right now? There's hundreds of thousands of people under the possible yoke of oppression, the potential for thousands to be killed, and uh, it behooves us to, to care for them today. Lord, thank you for our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world and all those, Lord, that are uh, struggling with persecution today. But God, we specifically pray for those that are in Hong Kong today. God, we pray as they reach out to you and to others for help. Lord, we pray that you would make a way where there seems to be no way, that you would bind up their oppressors. God, that you would allow the freedom of the gospel to move forth and allow them to hold on to the precious freedom that uh, is granted to all mankind that comes from your word today. And we ask that you would just unleash your angels, your spirits all over that region, God, uh, to do your work today. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. As I was uh, getting ready 
uh, to speak today, and this was yesterday morning, just trying to, you know, you have all these things sometimes that are, that are swirling around. I, I kind of knew where I wanted to go or where I felt like God wanted me to go or believed God wanted me to go, but it was just so discombobulated in my mind. I thought, I need to get out and do a little exercise. I'm talking about the amazing things that God does. And so I thought, well, I'll walk out of my house. If I walk out in front of my house, go around the cul-de-sac, back up, that's it's like 300 steps. It'll get uh, blood pumping a little bit. It won't take too much time. And it turned out there was stuff going on there. So I made a left and uh, decided to take a longer walk and no sooner get around the corner. But the one person in the neighborhood that is uh, a Christian that, that I know of, that, that I communicate with, lives on a different street and so forth, pulls up alongside me. Next thing you know, we're talking about God, how he moves in our lives, the, how, the, how we fight the battles and, uh, and, and testifying and all these things. And it, was, it wasn't like, like God was just telling me things that I should say in, in this message, but it was like, God, you're amazing. You, you put him there right at that time to just help clear my head and get things going. Uh, and what a wonderful blessing uh, that it was. So thank you, Lord, for that. Praise God. That was 2019 flies into fall. I think it's safe to say that, well, I just talked about it, religious freedom is still under attack in our nation and really the whole world, but specifically our nation. And while we worship the Lord, our culture has not opened its arms to the Lord to save us from ourselves. I want to uh, start off with a quote that I found from Priscilla Shire. Perhaps you've heard of her. Uh, she's the head of Going Beyond Ministries. She's also uh, an actor who plays the principal in the new Christian movie, Overcomer. Uh, she was in War Room, and she's also the daughter of Tony Evans. But she had to say this about the state of our culture and especially the effect that it is having on kids. And she said, quote, people today are struggling to define themselves. We're seeing folks redefine things that God has already given definitions for. And it's because culture continues to move far away from the truths of God as a centerpiece for culture, Shire told the Christian Post. It used to be, even if people weren't Christians, they respected the basic tenets of Christianity. That's not the case anymore. She continued, we now live in a postmodern culture, she said. You're ridiculed for believing that the Bible has morals that are relevant. And how? And the more we marginalize God, the more we see the marginalization of the definitions he's created. The more society pushes God to the periphery, the more we're going to see the effects of that. How many know that struggle is real? People my age, I think that's one of our frustrations sometimes, and maybe unfairly against younger people, is that these things that we grew up with are in the culture are, are being pulled out of it and wondering why young people don't understand these things today. And it's important to understand uh, what she said so capably here. But it almost seems that because of the culture, whether by media, education, or other means, has discredited God and his word so much that if we are not careful... We see God as, God forbid, weaker and or diminished. As believers, we must ask ourselves, how am I going to respond to this relentless offensive to all things pertaining to God and his word? Well, I have a very strong and yet simple suggestion on where we should start. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It's a command from the scriptures. It's a greeting between brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Matter of fact, let's do that this morning right now. God, from front to back, from side to side, let's praise the Lord together. Lord, we worship you. We clap our hands to you. We lift our hands to you. We give you glory and honor, God. You are Lord of all, King of kings, creator of the universe. You spoke the world into existence, and yet you know every idle thought of our hearts today. We praise you, almighty King. We praise you, almighty King. Hallelujah. Oh, that feels good. Praise the Lord. Talking about praise points this morning. It's the name of uh, this message. Psalm 76 and 1. I 
was going to get to scripture eventually, I promise. Psalm 76 and 1 simply says this, In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. Praise God. The name Judah literally means praise. So you can literally read that scripture. In the land of praise is God known. Amen. We want to know God, don't we? We don't want to just have a little bit of knowledge about God. We want to know God. And the way to know God is you start out by praising him. Amen. When you just sit back and don't think about God or his greatness, it's so easy to just get sucked into this, this world of unbelief and negativity and uh, uh, hostility towards God. I think that if we're not careful, whether it be here or church or in our daily lives, praising the Lord can and has been neglected. And I'm talking about myself as well. Amen. Jesus talked about how important it is for us to know him. I mean, really know him. And thankfully, he took that initiative so, so we could know him by his living, dying, and rising up to life again. I thank God for that. In Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said this about knowing him. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me you who practice lawlessness. I don't want you to get too worked up today that, that you could get to that point where you're meeting God and all of a sudden you're just shocked and he casts you aside. The context here is on the heels of Jesus warning his disciples about false prophets, people who were intentionally deceptive of God's people. He said that he never knew the lawless ones. So it's important that we seek after the will of his Father in heaven. Amen. That's how we know him. Praise God. And praise uh, is God known. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about this thing called praise. First of all, what is praise anyway? If you don't know, it's a broad term for words or deeds which exalt or honor God, especially in song. Second Chronicles 7.3, it says this. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. This is our second praise point. When you see God manifesting himself in your life, when you see him do the miraculous, you need to praise him. You don't just stand there and wonder what happened. You might do that for a second, but then let, let, let your brain engage. Then let your spirit follow and say, God, I worship you. You've just done something amazing. The older I get, the more I notice that there's just not coincidences in life. Amen. I've, I belong to the Lord. You belong to the Lord. And when he puts things together in unbelievable ways, well, then guess what? It's unbelievable as far as we know, but God just did something uh, amazing in your life and maybe someone else's life. Praise God. Luke 164 says immediate talking about Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. You remember the story, uh, the angel told him uh, that he was going to have a son and he doubted. And, uh, he, and, and because of that, he was told that he wouldn't be able to talk until uh, the baby was born. And, uh, and the, the baby was born and they all wanted to name him Zachariah, and his wife Sarah was saying, no, 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 his name's not supposed to be. And finally they went to Zachariah, and he wrote it out. His name is John. I just think of the drama of that. In that moment, he began to speak again, and God loosed his tongue, and he got his voice back. What a moment that must have been. It's a praise point. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. 
Amen. When you think about what God has done for you, that's a point that you can stop and praise him and declare him to an unbelieving world. One definition says that praise is singing songs and hymns, clapping our hands, even jumping for joy. The list is endless. We can give glory and praise to God with the use of our physical bodies, with our hearts and minds and with our deeds. When you're serving in a ministry, when you decide uh, you're going to lead a life group, or when you finally join that life group and you decide, you know what, it's been three weeks and I've kept my mouth shut and I can contribute to this group and I can say something that might help somebody. Uh, you are giving praise to God. Uh, when you walk out of your home and uh, when you were somewhere and um, you know something happens, some kind of temptation happens and you decide to go the other way or look the other way or whatever or, or not make that purchase or whatever that may involve, uh, you are praising God. Amen. There's a lot of ways you can praise God. And, and when you do that, God will bless you and honor you. Sometimes you just do it and you do it. And other times I do that and I, think I can feel the spirit of God moving. So I went from a moment of having something I needed to repent over to experiencing the power of God's spirit in my life. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Um, no matter how you praise and worship God, it should result in all of God's power, love, and grace for all of us. Now, whose job is it to praise God? Now, some folks, some of you today, you might be kind of new to this. Like, why are people raising hands? Why is he talking about praising the Lord? That's, you might be like me. I grew up, I grew up Catholic. So, coming from a, a Catholic mass into an atmosphere that was even more outward than this. It was kind of, it can, even though I hungered for it, there was also a weirdness to it. I am not going to lie to you. It's kind of like being by the deep end of the pool when you know you could probably swim and you've been taught and everything. There comes that moment, though, you just got to jump in and say, God, I praise you. I don't care who's watching. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I was 19 and I discovered all of this, and I remember I thought about this a lot today because um, someone started their first job this week, so it's brought back a lot of memories for my first job. But I remember as a 19-year-old, I was 16 when I started, but I was 19 at this point, and I'd get my break and I'd walk out of that building just so as a new baby Christian. I'd just walk out. Like to say the doors right here. I walk out that door and it'd be like, "Woo, praise God!" You know, I know those people thought I was crazy, and I don't do that anymore. But you know what? What would be so bad if I did? You know, the world needs to see what we have. Praise God! Praise God! Whose job is it to praise God? Isn't that why we have singers and preachers? Well, I want to, before I answer that question, just remember this verse in 2 Timothy 3.16. This is so important to everything that we believe about the Christian faith. Everything we believe about the Bible bases on this right here, and it says this. All Scripture, in other words, all of the Bible is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what is right, to do what is right. So if you did not already know or you need to be reminded of this, the Bible does not give us the option to pick and choose what we want out of it like a food buffet. Food buffet. Ugh. Amen. I was already struggling with food buffets, but when they came out with the chocolate fountain, said, I'm done kids in there. Woo, woo, woo. But that's not how we treat the Bible. It's not like that. And the Bible declares that his word is above all. Get this, Psalm 138, 2. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word 
above all your name. So we always got to keep that perspective of the Word of God. While we praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, while we magnify His name, which is above every name. Amen. Nothing can even come close to touching it. He said His Word is even above that. He is magnified at that high. So that's how we have to hold the Word of God in esteem. Praise God. And there's so much that we could say about that right here because as Christians, and you know, without reading my whole introduction all over again, what, what the Bible says is under attack. But, and people are losing some, I won't say people, some high-profile people recently have come out renouncing their Christian faith, like Joshua Harris. I told myself I wasn't going to mention his name. And there's another gentleman at Hillsong who's not completely renounced his faith, but he says, I'm basically on, you know, as close as I can be to going out the door and so forth. But, you know, that doesn't, while I, I'm, I'm concerned for them and maybe others that might be influenced by them, it doesn't shake my faith today because I know uh, the one that has forgiven me. I know the one that has saved me. Praise God. Praise God. He's not worried about what time it is in this world. He's not worried about the culture sliding away from him. Amen. He's, his power is not diminished. So we keep our perspective on God's word being above his name. That's our, you have to have a compass. You have to have something in life that's going to lead you uh, in times when, you know, sometimes everything's just going real good and you think, we, we kind of get lax, don't we? It's so easy to not be as engaged spiritually, uh, following the Lord as passionate as we should be. But then those moments come, and we have to have something to hold on to. God's word is above his name. So, and my point I was making, I like to bring this up all the time, especially for all you young adults, I challenge you to get involved in our young adult ministry. And uh, if you don't know Jordan Pavey, uh, you, need to, you need to meet him and get involved. And plus, he needs you to be involved. We were talking before church about how he's got to, I mean, how would you feel if your day you dealt with hundreds of middle schoolers all day? He needs your interaction. So uh, if for nothing else, you can be involved. But seriously, God will bless you for being engaged. But this world, it comes against. I'll never forget those first weeks of college sitting in a classroom and being told in 1983, yes, that long ago, how everything I'd ever been believed about God and creation wasn't true. Sitting in a classroom. And the temptation of this guy who was Catholic, who was wanting to be saved and knew there was more out there, and fighting that battle in my mind, that maybe what this guy is saying is right, this went on for a couple of days. But thank the Lord, God helped me navigate through that. Praise the Lord. It's interesting that in Psalm 148, 11 and 12, God's, world, God's word declares, Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, are to praise the Lord. And if there's still a question about who should praise the Lord? Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. That's all right. Praise the Lord. You got breath. You're breathing. It's, you need to praise the Lord. You need to thank him. Amen. And just as a footnote in that scripture, in Psalm 148, 11 and 12, it's kind of, since everyone is to praise the Lord, everything that has breath, it says nothing it's like there's no such thing as an old woman. So just so you know, it's, uh, it's uh, told old men and children, uh, both young men and maidens. So, you know, so even God, you know, has that or doesn't have that in his word. Just just saying, you know. All right. Praise point. How about when times are bad? When tragedy strikes. We judge our life so much by what's happening around us. And when things are going bad, does God 
expect me to praise him then? My answer to that is, well, praise the Lord. If you have lived life long enough, you know about the bad times. Tragedy can strike like a cruel nemesis, only more so. Why should we praise God then? Why should I praise God when my world is rocked with devastation? A lot of people have been deprived of the benefits of a Christian life and even eternity by forsaking God during difficult circumstances. Maybe you or someone you know has just slowly drifted away because you weren't feeling it anymore. But God's perspective, once again, is drastically different from ours, though. If a life event hits you like a tornado in the middle of the night, when we see that as God is forsaking us, even disowning us, because you'll hear those voices in your head. But he said in Hebrews 13 and 3, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Everything in this life is temporary. Everything we own is going to burn up someday. As a matter of fact, this earth itself is going to burn up someday. And dare I say, it's not because we drive our cars down the road, but it's going to be because of the sin. That's why I like to say, when someone says, do you believe in man-made climate change? I say, yes. And it might say, well, say, yeah, if you read the book of Revelation, it's going to get really hot on this earth someday. But it has everything, has nothing to do with so much as, and I believe we shouldn't be irresponsible, don't get me wrong, but it has nothing to do with politics and all these things, other what's right, what's wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But it has everything to do with mankind's sin and rebellion against God. But thank God, we know that we don't have to face that judgment. Amen. He's forgiven us. That's a reason to praise him right there. Amen. Amen. That's a reason right there to invite someone to back to church Sunday so they won't have to face that judgment. Praise the Lord. Psalm 63 and 3, the psalmist declared, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. David actually declared that God's loving kindness is better than life itself. We could say then that if you have received God's salvation, you have everything. You have everything that's worth something. Amen. You have God. He'll not only be with you in this life, but throughout all eternity. Thank God. That's why the best thing that we can do as parents is not give so many worldly things to our children, but it's to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ, to live a Christian life in front of them so that they can go to heaven as well. It's the only thing that you can help take to heaven with you as other people in this life. Praise God. We're not supposed to lay up treasure on, here on earth anyway. But treasures in heaven, Jesus said. We can't go by our feelings, for our feelings lead us astray. Let me say that again. We can't go by our feelings, for our feelings lead us astray. And it's great to feel great feelings. But feeling great feelings, I've found as at 54, can be so fleeting, so rare. I mean, you can even be feeling great feelings and, and something really bad happened to you. Does that mean my world has ended? That my life is over? It's just feelings. And they rarely line up with our mind, our circumstances. Our culture and our nation has gone mad in many instances because of this. They're, they're being taught that there is no God. And they're having feelings of hopelessness. And so they're doing things like, well, you know what they do, doing crazy things, tragedies. And so the answer to that, even though, well, anyway, I don't want to get political. They want to, let's punish good people for the people that are acting out anyway. But it's about the feelings of that moment. Amen. I can't even express to myself sometimes the feelings of frustration that I might be feeling. Any ever, you don't have to raise your hands. Anybody else ever feel that way? And I know when it gets to that point, I can't blame my wife or anyone else. I just 
have this going on. I can't express it. But thankfully, and I believe one of the great benefits of having the Spirit of God and being able to pray in the Spirit, as the Bible says, even speaking in tongues, and the Bible even talks about groanings which cannot be uttered, you can, you can connect with God on things that you can't even express to yourself. And only God can make you cry your eyes out in a time of prayer and make you, and when you get up, you feel like I'm on top of the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So don't let hopelessness suck you under today. Don't drown in that sea. God is there for you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I had a coworker. I worked at a church organization. Someone put me up to this one day. But I went up to him and uh, said, Steve, praise the Lord. His response was, praise him yourself. I don't feel like it. When you work in a church building with, well, not a church building, but uh, people that all go to church believe the same thing you do. Uh, you know, there's, it's like everybody the, lets their hair down, so to speak. And uh, it seemed offensive at first and borderline sacrilegious maybe. But then I began to appreciate the honesty of it because we shouldn't be telling people to praise the Lord. We should be saying, praise the Lord. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. Hallelujah. God, you're wonderful. Your works are amazing. Amen. Now, when I was in high school, 17, a friend of mine who was 15 or 16, picture of health. I was uh, stunned to hear on the news on my way home that he had died on the practice football field. Bob had an enlarged heart. No one knew it. A year and a couple of months later, my friend Charlie died in a car accident on the way home from a date where his girlfriend had broken up with him. And as someone who was toying around with God at that time, this got my attention. It scared me quite a bit didn't make me bitter at God, though. It's just so harsh when you have it thrust at you that way. And I'm going to tell you, there's things in your life today, are things that you'll hear about that may not even necessarily touch your life, that you're going to wonder, why does stuff like that happen? I don't have that answer for you today. But I do know the God of eternity, that I can entrust my heart my soul, my mind too, that whether I don't know how long he has it planned for me to be on this earth. Hopefully it's for a long time and I get to stay married to my wife till she can't remember my name and, um, and my kids. Yes, praise God. But I know I can trust him. I know I can trust him. Amen. Five months later, after, after Charlie passed away, I would surrender my life to God. Not because I was praying, but I felt his presence usher in to where I was studying at college. Amen. He called out to me and I answered. And I praise him for his wonderful ways, his loving kindness, his grace. Because I knew in that moment, in that day, and I still know today that following him is worth everything. Amen. And six months after Brenda and I were married, and she's serving upstairs for all of you that will ask me where my wife is today. I appreciate uh, uh, my wife and that you uh, love my wife, but she's upstairs. And I asked her for permission about this. But we were married six months when her 18-year-old brother died in a car accident. Eight years later, her brother-in-law died in a seizure one night. And then six months after that, her other brother was gunned down at age 21 over a meaningless dispute. My point is, is that neither her, her parents, or other family members who were serving God when this occurred gave up on him. As a matter of fact, they are all still serve him 21 years later. <laughs> Praise God. 
Praise God. When tragedy strikes, we keep praising God. Amen. Amen. You don't have to be thankful for the tragedy, but you can be thankful for the God that's going to be with you to help work you through this tragedy. Praise God. We live in a fallen world, a world that's full of sin. The moment that Adam and Eve sinned and sin entered this world and death came in and destruction, everything changed. But thank God we can serve the Lord and he can give us peace through it. All right, let's talk about some praise points as I'm trying to finish up here. We should make praising God the first thing especially when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> Talking to myself here. One man used to said to me when I was a baby Christian, he said, it might be, good morning, Lord. Or it could be, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> Unfortunately, I end up in that second category more often than not. Praise him when you wake up in the morning. Praise him is what you do when you feel all alone. Nothing can be more comforting. There's times you can't reach out to anybody. The night my father passed away, I was in St. Louis. My family was all here. This was 2007. I still had a track phone then. They didn't, I don't even know if the iPhone was out yet. I couldn't get a hold of my wife. I couldn't get a hold of my pastor. I could have been bitter. I could have been angry. But you know what? I had the Lord. I did have the Lord. And while that might have disappointed me in the moment, you know, I had to, I couldn't stay at that spot, but I did have the, have the Lord. God helped me through that situation. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You make that a priority when you lose your job. Because that, because faith says, God, you've got something better for me. Amen. You praise God. It's a praise point when your youngster school calls. Amen. God, you're going to get us through this. This child may not survive, but you're going to get us through this. Just kidding. You praise the Lord. It's the first thing you do when you have to hang up, when you get that phone call in the middle of the night. You praise the Lord when you get that job raise or promotion. Amen. Sometimes, newsflash, good things do happen. Praise God. And we can praise the Lord and celebrate those moments. You praise the Lord when the report card gives you a pleasant surprise. Amen. You praise the Lord when the biopsy comes back negative. Praise God. You praise the Lord if the doctor won't give you the results over the phone and says, I need you to come in. Has any one of us ever had a day like Job? where we have lost literally everything, including our children. And what did he say in the moment? The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What a miracle that was for him to express that in the moment. Because the Bible says, not only do these things all happen in the same day, I mean, they happen back to back to back. And yet... He blessed the name of the Lord. If you've given up on God or considering it, let Job's response inspire you. God brought restoration to Job in the end. Amen. You praise God in every season because it's exactly what they are. They're seasons, and seasons don't last forever. Now, like tomorrow, it's going to be real hot where i got to go to work, and I have to, you know, anyway, get really sweaty. Just put it that way. And I'm, I'm ready for fall to be here. And it may drag on like last year because summer went until October. But the season is going to change. The calendar always catches up. And the season will end. It may seem like it's dragging on forever. But praise God through the midst of it. Speaking of the end, like Job's restoration, Revelation 19, 5 through 7 says this. Then a voice came from the throne saying, praise our God. All you, his servants, and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, 
as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia. His wife has made herself ready, the wife being the church. Praise the Lord. There's going to be a lot of praising going on in eternity. You might as well get used to it right now. Praise God. Praise God. Like the sound of many waters that reminded me when I got home Friday evening, I parked in my driveway when it was raining pretty steady as it was, and I had picked some things up from the store. And at the end of our cul-de-sac, just one house away, I heard all this noise. I thought, oh, it must be some gusts of wind coming. And I looked at the trees. There was no wind coming. And then I noticed it was the rain I was hearing. It was raining a whole lot harder just one house away. And then I could see it creeping up the cul-de-sac. So then I'm gathering stuff, trying, trying to get all the stuff that I could out of, out of my van because I, I can't possibly travel light. I got every day at work, I have all kinds of extra stuff. And, I'm, and right now I have to have extra laundry to go with me because I get so sweaty. But here it came. Sound of many waters. Amen. Praising God. It's going to be like that. It's going to be overwhelming. So, so loud and amazing. Praise God. It feels pretty good in here today. But even when it doesn't feel good or feel like anything for that matter, we need to praise the Lord. Amen. We need to praise the Lord. It, it breaks out that spiritual crustiness, amen, that, that, that comes upon us. He's done mighty and wonderful works. All of creation testifies, including science. Like I said, I don't have time to go into that today. But there's all kinds of stuff out there. All you hear, young people, is how the world is millions and billions of years old. And there's all kinds of stuff out there that can counter that today. But you're not going to hear about it. But it's out there. I've been watching some of it. I got a bunch of it uh, for my birthday. And it's just like, wow. I don't need it to know that God is real. He put his spirit in me. But it's so amazing to see that there's all this evidence in the world that lines up exactly the way that his word says it does. Praise God. You can have peace in your heart right now, though. Not to mention joy, healing, physical healing, emotional healing, any kind of healing. When you praise him, you focus on him and his greatness his word, his almighty power, and your problems look so much smaller. It's not a fix-all. You get that today? It's not just a fix-all. You matter of fact, you may have more trouble in your life because you are a Christian, depending on your family and your circumstances, but you'll have the God that can help you through all of that. It's worth every moment. Praise God. In the end, he will see us through. And get this, the Bible says... He inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. Musicians, if you would come, praise God. He inhabits the praises of his people. You ever notice when you start a church service? Man, it just can seem like, hmm. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, let me raise my hand. Yeah, God's good. Yeah. Oh, I got to do yard work when I get home and... Uh, not that I would ever struggle with that or anything, but um, we deal with that. But when we get together and we begin to focus on him, when we begin to praise him, when we begin to focus on his greatness, his glory, his almighty power, what he's done for us, his salvation, all the blessings that he's given us, praise God, praise God, the peace that he puts in our heart, amen. You can't help but notice there's something going on in this midst. It's because God inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. Would you stand with me today? And you might have sat here while I've spoken this whole message and you're still not convinced. Or maybe you just, maybe you just have a great beat down that life has given you. I'll give you a little homework today. Read the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. Look at God's perspective of ourselves, of yourself. Now, we can't intentionally embrace sin or excuse that, 
But don't let yourself just be beat down by the devil or your own flesh. Amen. But let God lift you up. And he does that in such a great way when you begin to praise him. You don't have to do it like I do or like how someone else does. And, but praise him. Tell him how great he is today. Amen. I'd like to invite people to this altar that want to praise him together today. Some of you aren't comfortable with that, but let me tell you, if you begin to praise him, it won't matter where you do it. Uh, thank you. God is so good. Who wants to praise? Yes, all the time. All the time, whether, whether I have a lot or a little. Amen. Whether I'm sick or healthy, praise God. He is good, and we need to praise him that way. We need to thank him that way and remember that he is constant. The Bible says that he doesn't change. Amen. We change all the time. That's the, that is the only constant in our lives is change. But God is not. He is, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word lasts forever. And we can stand on that. Would you join us at the altar today? Whatever it is you need prayer for in your life, there's someone that will pray with you. But if you just need to connect to God today, begin to praise him. Begin to thank him. Begin to give him honor. Begin to tell him how wonderful he is. And, and remember all the things that he's done for you. While well, it's so easy to look at somebody and say, oh, we don't have what they have. There's somebody really close to you that doesn't have half of what you have. Amen. Thank the Lord today. Praise God. Praise God. God, we give you glory and honor and praise Oh, you're so worthy, God. We know that we're not worthy, but you want us to praise you anyway, God. And we're so grateful for that today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's praise him together. Great things. He has done great things. 